0: Good morning. Good morning. Um, I told the folk in the morning service, uh, I don't have a southern accent, amen? <laughs> you said you found that out? Okay. And um, t- try and participate with me, okay? I'm, uh, um, I'm from Africa, and um, back there in Africa, um, they, they respond. They respond. um, I know know cultures are different, um, but I'm asking for some help. Okay? I want you to help me, okay? Uh, So every now and again, even if you don't feel like it, just say amen. (laughs) Okay, and that'll kind of encourage me a little bit, and and, um, we'll see what the Lord's going to do with us this morning. Amen. I did tell the folk, I did tell the folk um, this morning that coming here, the Lord laid um, Romans 5.5, 5, I believe it was, um, on my heart. Romans 5.5 5 tells us about that the love of God has been poured a- abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, Amen and um, I just take it for granted because you're sitting uh, here in church this morning that you love the Lord and you probably have all given your hearts to the Lord. Amen? Amen. So um, I began to wonder about that this morning uh, coming here and I thought, wow. uh, All these folk here, Lord, and you you put your love in their hearts. Every single one of you have had the love of God spread abroad in your heart, amen? Can you imagine? Because we're not all doing this, okay? Can you imagine if we started to pour that love out, that love of God out into the community? Change states, bro. Come on now. Amen? If we took all the folk, I mean, we just take this, this connection, church, and we take the folk from the morning service, take the, uh, all you folk, if somehow we could start pouring all that love out in Statesboro, and that's what God wants us to do, amen? It'll change the place, amen? So I pray that, um, that, you, that you will do that. I had a, I had an old friend of mine in the ministry who said to me, Butch, he said, if you don't use what God's given you, you lose it. You don't use your faith, you're going to lose it. I mean, not that you're going to lose it completely, but it's going to grow stale and you'll find it hard to step out in faith if you're not using it. Come on, respond. Okay? If you don't use that love, if you don't keep exercising the love of God, you start to get stale. Hello? Amen. Okay. So, now that, all that was for nothing. Okay, so let's go to the scripture this morning. Open your Bibles. And I believe you all got your Bibles here this morning. Amen. Um. Go to Ephesians 5 and let's look at verse 22 from to verse 22. Amen? Because God's going to, I want to believe that God's going to begin to show you something this morning that maybe some of you never saw this before. Okay? It's only now since Brandon spoke to me and he said, listen, would you, would you share this? Ephesians 5:22 through 33. That I began to see this one area of this scripture to, to you, what I'm going to share with you this morning. I, it's just fresh with me. Okay. Uh, maybe some of you guys got it before me. That's okay. I still got it. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God. Let's start to read. 22. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is head of the church he himself being the savior of the body but as church is subject to Christ so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word pardon me that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot nor wrinkle nor any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love their wives, their own wives, as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. Verse 29, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but also nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church, because we are members of his body. Verse 31, he said, for this reason. For what reason? For everything that we've just spoken about from verse 22 down. He said, for this reason. He said, that's why I'm reminding you what was said in the beginning. Man should leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Can you say joined? Joined? Joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great. But I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also to love his own wife is even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Now, you're speaking about a mystery here. But, folks, it's not a mystery. It shouldn't be a mystery to us if you have Christ within you, if you have the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will come and reveal the mysteries of God to you. He's not going to keep his mysteries from his people. Amen? So all we've got to do is we've got to get into the Word and we've got to begin to look at it. And throughout this we find that Paul is equating Christ and the church to husbands and wives. Amen? And as I looked at this, and I began to uh, consider what, what did the Lord want me to share this morning, he took me back to verse 31. He said, A man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, Before that, he's been speaking about husbands, wives, Christ, the church, and then he all of a, to me, all of a sudden in verse 31, he leaves that and goes to the very beginning of the Bible. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to the beginning too. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We're just going to read two verses. I want you to notice some things here. He said, then God, verse 26, Genesis 1. By the way, I'm reading from a New American Standard Bible. Uh, I don't know who, uh, what Bible translation you have, but just follow with me. He said, then God said, let us, plural, make man. Now, folks, man, yeah, in the Hebrew, it's not male. It's a different word. Man is not male. Man there in the Hebrew is speaking about mankind. Mankind, okay? It said, let us make mankind in our image, plural, in our likeness, plural, and let them, plural, them, rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every." Creeping thing that creeps on the earth, verse 27. It said then, uh, God created man or mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them what? Male and female, he created them. Folks, let me say, male is not the image of God. Hello? Male and female are the image of God. Amen? So, what? What do we have here? And I began to turn this over in my heart and began to think, consider this, because. I'd never focused quite honestly and all the time that I'd been in the ministry and all the time I'd been born again, I'd never really focused and you God forgive me for this, I'd never really focused on them. (laughs) Always thought about myself. I'm, I'm created in the image of God and I believe that's right but what God was showing us here that the true image of him is a male and a female, made one. And that's very important, made one. Remember, in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three individuals, but they are one, amen? What do we have in marriage? We have a husband and a wife, and a Christian marriage, we have God, amen? A threefold cord is what? Not easily broken. Amen? There's the unity. As I, as I looked at us, I'm thinking God spends six days creating and filling the earth. He says, there be, Let there be light, and He separates the waters and brings forth dry land with vegetation. He filled the universe with the sun, the moon, and the stars. Then the waters were filled with living creatures. He puts birds in the sky. Fills the earth with all sorts of animals. And it was all good. He said, it is good. What I've created here is good. But God wasn't finished. He wasn't satisfied. He had. He had in his divine plan for creation, he said, but I need my image. I need my image in the earth. I need my image in creation. Made all these things. And then on the sixth day, what's he do? He creates a male and female. He creates Adam and Eve. He creates a husband and a wife. Amen? See, here's the picture. Here's the portrait that we are to paint. If we look back at at, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, we see this portrait of a husband and a wife, husband representing Christ. He is not Christ, but he represents Christ. We have the wife representing the church, and he said, now when people see that, I want them to see Christ and the church. When they come in, when people come into your home and they experience you in your home or they experience you as a couple out, what are they experiencing? Are they seeing the correct portrait? Are they seeing the image that God intended for your marriage to be? And you know the, the thing that that really shook me, the thing that that, that arrested me, even while I was ma- doing this study, as I turned to my wife, my wife was sitting down over there, and um, I turned to her and I said, um, I said, sweetheart, according to Matthew 22:30, we've only got our time here on earth. To get this thing right. Only that amount of time. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't want to bring any condemnation on anybody here this morning if you've gone through a divorce. I'm sorry that that happened and everything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that, that you, if you're married now, whether you've been divorced or whatever it is, if you are married now, and it's a Christian marriage, you have Christ in it, you've only got your time on this earth to get the image right. Amen. Matthew 22, Amen? 2230 said they asked Jesus, he said, So this woman gets married and her husband dies and she marries someone else, and her husband dies and she marries someone else, and her husband, she said, Now, uh, who, who, who's the husband? Who's going to be her husband? Uh, and Jesus says, No one. I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but you can read it, turn in your Bibles to there. He said, No one. He says, because in the resurrection, there won't be any marriage for you. And no one will be given in marriage. He says, because you'll be like the angels in heaven. Woof. (laughs) That means whatever time I have here on earth with that wonderful woman sitting down there, I've got to get it right, folks. Folks. Because I believe that Butch McKenzie one day is going to stand before the Lord and the Lord's going to say to him, hey, Butch, come over here. I want to talk to you about your marriage. You were supposed to represent me. You're supposed to show people who I was with the church, how my relationship is with the church. We've got to get some few things I need to talk to you about. And I will say, Well Lord, don't you want to talk to me about something else? <laughs> Isn't there something else you'd rather talk to me about, Lord? What about that time I cast out those demons, Lord? He said, No, let's talk about your marriage. Because now demons didn't didn't show them my image was you and your wife together, you representing Christ, and her representing the church. So what do people what do people think when they come into your home? What do people feel when they encounter you and your wife together? Are you displaying Christ likeness? I must confess, I'll probably hang my head in shame. Don't look at me like that, probably some of you too will hang your heads. Amen? Amen. But folk, I want to exhort you. We've got some more, I've I've got a bunch to say. You know, I've got the gift of continuation. I can just go on and on and on if I'm talking about the kingdom. Amen. I just want to. I want to talk, but we got We got to set to time. The Morning service. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm just kind of wound up here, and everything. next thing the worship leader comes out, and I look around. I thought, who invited him out here? <laughs> I ain't done yet. <laughs> I'm not through, man. But I meant no harm. He's a great guy. Amen. Amen. He's a great guy. I need a little bit more time, man. I, God's given me this gift of continuation. I, I just can't stop. <laughs> this is so serious. This is so. So serious. I pray to God that that just in the little bit that I've told you now that you're feeling arrested in your in your spirits. And think, man, I've got to get this, I've got to get this right, Lord. You know what? This is, this marriage thing, it might we've been we married forty six years. Amen. Don't know how she put up with me. But uh, she has. I'm so grateful so grateful folks let me tell you something I mean I don't want to start on about me and my wife but if it had been any other woman I think I would have I probably I wouldn't be standing here married today this is how it was God says he took a man and he took a woman and he what did he do he joined them God joined them. Well, let me l- give you a bit of an illustration here. Here I was. Now, you know, the timber is normally nice and straight. Well, I was like this. And here comes my wife, Connie, comes. And she's not perfect, but she's like this compared to me. Okay? Now, hard to join that lot, eh, amen? But let me tell you what. Her, her demeanor, her behavior, her, uh, uh, her just her conduct, her character, uh, and then the word. As I got into the word and I began to renew my mind with the word, I began to straighten out, Amen. and we became more and more one. Amen. But it took effort. It took effort on my part. And it takes effort on her part. that we straighten each. I can't straighten her out. Look, I'll share something with you. I tried. Didn't work. You know why? Because God hasn't given us the authority to do it. Amen? God said, you work on your own life. Sorry. God God said, You work on your own life. And to the wife, he says, You work on your own life. You conform. And husband, you conform. Don't try and change each other. You just you're wasting your time. Believe me, I ask me I tried. Confessions of a pastor. I was just sharing with Brandon uh, during the break there. I'll just share this with you quickly, okay, and promise me you won't going to tell nobody <laughs> okay but we I wasn't even born again that when we first got married, I wasn't born again and uh, maybe this is about forty five years ago, okay and um, we were having some problems and I was frustrated and um, I was in the process of trying to straighten her out man because I I saw her like this meanwhile she's like this and in in my frustration I I, we get together and I said okay look here sit down here at the table I'll give her a piece of paper and I get a piece of paper I said just write down there what you don't like about me. I said, I'm going to do the same. (laughs) So I get to writing. Talk about uh, a gift of continuation. Boy, I was interested. (laughs) And uh, every now and again I look up. I don't even know she was holding the pen. That made me mad. But eventually, I'd, I'd see her up like that. I'd say, okay, here's my paper, give us your paper, and get the papers back. Her paper's got one little sentence on it and a bunch of wet marks where the tears had fallen on the paper. And written on her pages, I love you. Oh man. I felt like saying, hey, give me that paper back here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had about ten, ten or so. I thought, Butch, you're an animal. I felt so bad. I was so convicted and I wasn't even born again. But it was her demeanor. We're going to go there. We're going to go there. We're going to jump around a little bit a little bit different from this morning. Go go to 1 Peter. The first book of Peter. 1 Peter 3. Now, you're not allowed to go tell anybody that story, okay? Look what it says in 1 Peter 3, verse 1. It says, in the same way, you wives be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them... Or disobedient to the word, they may be one without a word. Maybe some of you wives are saying, no, that's impossible. But they're saying that they may be one without a word by the behavior, by the behavior of their wives. Look, I'm not knocking you guys. I'm going to get onto the husbands as well, okay? And I didn't write this. Hello? I didn't write this. If you've got a beef with what I'm saying to you right now, you get down on your knees and you talk to God. Amen? It says, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior, Your adornment must not merely be external, braiding the hair and wearing gold and jewelry and putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable qualities of a gentle and a quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. Folks, I was extremely fortunate and blessed to have a wife God joined me to a wife God joined me to this woman who had a gentle and a quiet spirit it used to frustrate me before I got born again because I wanted I wanted to have a bit of a a backwards and forwards man she wouldn't just say I love you (laughs) Is that all you can say? Come on, fight, man. (laughs) But that's not what God wanted, folks. That wasn't the image of God. That wasn't the portrait I'm supposed to be painting. And it's a portrait you shouldn't be painting if you behaved like an idiot like I did. I think that's why God gave me 46 years. Get it right, Butch. About a a month or so ago, um, I had taken off to the hospital and they put a stint in in me and everything. I didn't didn't really know what was going on. I just thought I had indigestion. And the cardiologist says to Connie, she said, man, it was was, uh, only 1% open, the widow maker. He was about to go. Well, I want to be honest with you. I'm not trying to be big stuff. When I was ready to go, I wasn't. I wasn't afraid of death. I'm still not afraid of death. If I can go and be with my Lord, Hallelujah, man. You understand? Not that I want to leave her, but if He says it's time, I said, Lord, I'm ready. But then I had to think about it afterwards and think, Lord, why don't you take me home? I Honestly, asked, I asked the Lord that. I said, Father, why, how come I didn't go home? Because he still needed me down here for some reason. Amen? Still needed me for something. And then when I do this study... In fact, I want to tell you, I've got a, I, I believe i got a good marriage. Man, I'm not like this anymore. <laughs> Praise God, man. Come on, give me an amen. amen. I'm kind of like that now. Amen? And we're becoming more and more one after 46 years. I mean, I'm saying, Lord, join us, join us. But then the, the thing came, I'm here, Lord, you gave me another chance. You didn't take me home. I can work on this image. I can, I can take all the smudges and, and things in my portrait that are not right, Lord, and make them right. The Bible speaks about spots and wrinkles. I want to get rid of those spots and wrinkles, folk. You understand? I've got to get rid of them, man. I want to deal with every spot. I want to deal with every sprinkle if I'm able to do it. I'm, I'm endeavoring to work. After 46 years, I'm still working. I'm madly, listen to me, madly in love with my wife. I can understand a little bit, just a little bit, how Abram, when he looked at Sarah, he said, wow. Even when she first gets out of bed. (laughs) She's so beautiful, amen. Now, there's this word, submit, submission. I'm not being funny, and I'm not knocking, and I love America. America's been good to me. Okay? God sent me, yeah. I believe God laid it on my heart. I didn't want to come. And I had, a, I had an American pastor said, Butch, I need for you to come over here. With. Are you back here? <laughs> Stand up stand no, no. give me a hug. <laughs> I love you. Okay. He comes out, he says, "Hey, butch, time." <laughs> Can I just finish what I was going to say? had this American pastor said Butch I, I want you to come and help me yeah he was in Nebraska praise God didn't God never kept me in Nebraska <laughs> see I didn't even know what snow was we had Americans come over uh, and, and minister in Africa and give them an interpreter and uh, he would say something oh man you don't stand a snowball's chance And the interpreter said, what? Snowball? What's a snowball? Amen? But he he sent me a letter of sponsorship. And he said, Butch, I know you don't want to come but file it. Eighteen months later, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to America. And that's why I came. Amen? He came out here now. Now I don't know where I am. All right. But let me talk about submission quickly. Okay? You want to hear about submission? All right. Submission is the Greek word, hopetazo. And it was a Greek military term to arrange troops in division in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In a non-military use, this is for us now. In a non-military use, it was voluntary attitude of giving in. I like this word. It was a it was it meant to cooperate, to work with. It means to assume responsibilities. How many of you know? That both husbands and wives have responsibilities in the home. And we need to share responsibility. Amen? It means to carry a burden. How many know that in a family, in a home environment, we can have burdens that come, but listen, we both got to carry them. You understand? That's what submission is. Listen, He's made us equal. Husband and wife, you're equal. I know some, some folks don't like to hear that, but we are equal. But one, God has said, one will be the leader. You can't have two leaders. Amen. You can't have a leader with two heads. That's a monster. I heard somebody say, Oh, he's talking to you. <laughs> now, in the, in the word, yeah, Peter uses this hypotasso in speaking to wives to be submissive to their own husbands, in saying, cooperate with him. But there's a given here. The given is this that the husband is Christ like, he's not a sergeant major. 43 years ago, I was a sergeant major. But I'm endeavoring to be Christ-like now. So much easier, so much better. I sleep better. <laughs> There's more peace and more harmony in my home. And together we share the burden. Amen? Now, that word half Paul uses it in James chapter four and verse seven where he says, submit to God, same word, husband. I mean, wives submit to husbands, He said, and all of us submit to God. He uses the same Greek word, hapatezo. It's not a bad word, folks. We are both, we are all called to submit. Submit one to the other. Cooperate with one another. If I have a certain gifting, you should be able to recognize it, you submit. When I see the gifting in you and it's functioning, I submit. That's how the kingdom works. Come on, give me an amen. Amen. Well, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I just appreciate that you guys are bored. You allowed me to spend this time with you. Uh, of course, I'd like to spend a whole lot longer. Um, you're just wonderful folk, just wonderful. I just look over, and I I see God's people, and I'm, I just love you all. Amen. Pray in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you. I'm going to pray. I thank you for, for every uh, person before me. I just pray, Lord, that this image, this portrait that you are building in marriages, Father, let's get it right, I pray. We only have our time here, Lord, as you have shown us to get it right. So I pray father that we would each one of us would submit to your word in Jesus name. Now I want you to raise your hands. Lift your hands up into the sky. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day, amen.